Today on Good Morning Alderaan. Corrections from last week. Everybody whoops. Who gets the hottest Jedi in the galaxy award? Not you, Ryan Howard. This isn't the Dundies. Ray Park drops a clue on social media. Somebody get the glue and put him back together. Cara Dune sent into exile. In the words of another hard-hitting news journalist, Naughty Naughty. The boys hold counsel about the podcast's future. Their next steps into a larger world. Will Cara Dune be avenged? What's next for our favorite horny Sith? <laughs> Get re- <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> Get ready for light speed on Good Morning Alderaan. Hello there. He's no good to me, dead. We're fine. We're all fine here now. How are you? I think you'll fill in nicely. This is where the fun begins. Hello, and thank you for joining us for news, reviews, and interviews from your favorite galaxy far, far away. My name is Pat, don't call me Padawan Gollins, and here's my co-host, the mayor of Alderaan himself. Andy Hanlon. Well, Andy, we made it again. Yes, we did, Pat. We did, thank you. And uh, first, speaking of thank you, first off, seven episodes in, I believe we are now. Maybe eight, uh, something like that. Lucky, this is lucky number seven, I believe. It is lucky number seven. See, I'm having so much fun, mm. I lost count. I just wanted to say a huge thank you, genuine thank you, like no dicking around aside. Like, well, dicking around aside. Uh, like, honestly, thank you so much to everyone who's tuned in um, and, and listened to us. Like, I thought this was just going to be Andy and I listening to each other, essentially in our cars. Um, but the fact that like some people are tuning in and uh, like people have reached out to me on social media saying like, I, 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 you guys are having fun. You're, you don't necessarily know everything about Star Wars, but you're having a good time doing it. And uh, so, yeah, I just want to get all sentimental for a moment and just say thank you. Honestly, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate that. And um, yeah, if you are enjoying us, then yeah, share us with a I buddy. Would, share us with a pal. Yeah, I would echo uh, past sentiments. The, the pandemic's been hard on people, right? So whether you're at home and having to stay at home, work from home and being more isolated, or you're having to walk in and face COVID head on and in, in your workplace, homeschooling children, like it's hard for everybody uh, for different reasons. So this has been a huge benefit to me um, at this time and get to share it with my good buddy, Pat. But as mm-hmm. Pat said, we really appreciate it. We do. Uh, thank you, everyone, so, so much. Um, all right, so without further ado, uh, all that sappy shit aside, let's uh, let's get into our corrections from last week. So first off, I want to take the mic here, as I usually do, and I want to say sorry to my brother, Stephen, the first person who showed the guts to actually step up and present a correction, and we just torched him we just literally exposed like some of those fragile moments like that was not a fun time for him to get an appendectomy never mind have to show off his sweet sweet burn tattoo and be exposed to that and the fact that we just like opened that up to everyone in the entire world we are if you share a cor- or feel like we do we deserve a correction 
please share that. We will not throw you under the bus. All we need is another chance to show you by gum. But shoot, I'm so sorry, my brother. I love you. I'm so sorry for being a jerk. <laughs> Mom didn't even make me I, say that, by the way. I I have moderate regret. Moderate. <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you did. I, all right, let, let's not say more before we start torching him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, Steve. Um, I love you. You can have my dessert. Anyways, uh, what do you have from last week, Andy? Uh, well, not too much. I mean, the only thing I would say is obviously Bruce Valanche. Thanks again, Bruce. I know Pat's Bruce. been staying in touch with Bruce. We're besties. Um, Bruce. We had a great, great time with Bruce. Um, oh, my gosh. I think I said it last week. I think I talked to him more off off recording than I did in yeah, recording. Yeah, you did. He, <laughs> you kept he was just, yeah, he was just great, super friendly, hilarious, knowledgeable. Great energy. at times, like, very serious, like, in terms of, like, very good perspective on what would be considered serious things. So, um yeah, appreciate that. However, he when we were talking about the holiday special, he talked about his book coming out and all the things that he's done, like all the loads of crap, I think is what he said or something along those lines <laughs> that he's done. Um, and he talked about Wayne Newton at SeaWorld singing to Shamu. Wayne meets Shamu. Make some magic, kids. <laughs> and uh, when I when I asked him if you could find that video online, which apparently you can. Pat did some digging and it I is out it there, folks. I said, Wayne, I said it to Bruce. Wayne. Yep, Wayne Newton singing to Shamu, uh, or to an orca, killer orca at SeaWorld. It was Shamu. Um, it was Shamu. Anyway, was it Shamu? It was Shamu. It was Shamu. Oh, God bless Shamu. Um, but yeah, I said uh, Wayne Norton. <laughs> as in like Norton Norton Security Software. <laughs> yeah, that's... Or uh, Ed, Ed Norton. Gotta love Ed Norton, right? Great actor. Great yep. actor. Dif- yep. You know, Wayne is uh, Ed Norton's, I think, less talented brother who developed anti antivirus software. Yes, yes. But it was Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton, folks. So that that was my correction. You were Wayne nervous. Newton. We were talking to uh, Bruce Valanche. I know. You were just all flustered, you know, you're you you were all just hyped up. You were giddy. Man, I had to talk you down before going on with him. Jeez. But uh no, you guys made it up. You did good. You did good. What are you talking about? I love you. You love me? I truly so beautiful. It's only because I'm so in love. No. <laughs> no, it's because I'm so in love with you. <laughs> Valentine's Day has come and gone by the time this episode is going live. Andy, are you doing anything special for your uh for the Padme in your life? I gotta go again because I just asked you a question. Sorry, I missed what you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That makes it even better. I want to say the raw audio just to hear that. <coughs> I just <laughs> I just stand up to get peanuts. I'm going to leave this audio in. <laughs> I stood up as Pat was talking, thinking I had a moment to eat a peanut M&M, but not hear the crunching in the microphone. And then he asked me a question that I totally missed. And then when he had said he asked me a question, I had to back up. I started choking on said uh, candy-coated shelling. It wasn't even the peanut. It was the candy coated (laughs) shell. It was worth it. I'd do it again, damn it. So I was just saying before uh, the delicious appeal of a peanut, (coughs) Emma friggin' Nem had taken over. Um, uh, So 
Valentine's Day. Andy, are you doing anything for the Padme in your life this Valentine's Day? I got her a card. Me too. With some with some vegetable seeds. Okay. Uh, <laughs> vegetable like for for a garden? For a garden. Or for is the seed garden. is the seed like representing of seed oh no i can assure you <laughs> there, there are no more seeds in uh, in this garden <laughs> i got that medically <laughs> seen to i have been fully de-seeded so that's uh okay yes there is okay. th- this is a literal garden not one that i am sowing with oats that the old-timey scholars would have you believe and say okay. with said language and verbiage but uh yes no it is i got her some cucumber seeds oh cucumber kale just beans oh, okay kale. Good. good yeah i was gonna say thank god i was gonna say a <laughs> cucumber seed is quite representative <laughs> um it's phallic i got my almond amidala my queen a uh i got her some licorice she likes licorice Ooh. and i got her some starbucks gift card wow nice now wait 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 licorice go back like red rope licorice or like licorice all sorts? Red strawberry flavored oh, thank God. licorice. Thank God. I yeah, thought I was like going to have Candy, this. like the the long ropey. Yeah. Bite like, each end off and use it as a straw in your pop kind of licorice. Oh, hells yeah. No, I thought like when you said licorice, because we're getting to an older age now, I th- I was thinking for a second like. No. Have we gotten into the phase of our lives where we're eating licorice goddamn all sorts? Ugh, black licorice. Ugh. Uh, yeah, it's it's not my taste yet, although it's it's starting to grow on me. So that's when I know it's just like, God, it's over for me. Then I'll be on Werther's Originals and then mm-hmm. it's the home for me. Um, anyways, there's some good I, Werther Originals out there. Just saying. Well, that's how you get that's how you get the grandkids involved in your life. Like those aren't for you. Those are for the grandkids. And I'm not ready for those yet. I, I was at a Werther's store. I was in Dis- I was in Disney World. Now, to my regret, I was in Disney World 2019. I saw the Galaxy's Edge Star Wars Park being built, but wasn't open by the time I got there. My parents paid for us to go on the trip. Here I am, a man in my mid-30s or early 30s saying, Mom, but Star Wars Land opens in six months. <laughs> and she said, you know, Get- it's not about you. It's about the grandkids, you, you selfish prick. Um, that's not true. My mother wouldn't say that. But at Epcot, they had a store, a candy store, and they had they had a Werther's store. I don't know if it was a Werther's store or just a candy store, but they had like crazy kinds of Werther's, like caramel and mint and like all these different flavors of Werther's originals. Well, what makes it original then? If there's like thousands of flavors, you'd think Werther's original would be like just that. It's like the name. It's it's the name, Pat. It's the name. It's the brand oh name. Oh my god! Don't That's do like saying that. what makes a Jedi. Well, it's not Jedi originals. Like original Jedi's <laughs> would mean like the the ones who started it all. Not not Jedi also. The OJ's. The OJ's. The OJ's. The OJ's. OJ Loke. Does the saber uh, fit? Does the saber saber fit? Well, Does hey, the cloak fit. Speaking of fitting into cloaks, uh, I have something for us from ScreenRant.com. Just in time for Halloween. Oh, it's Halloween. Good God. Fucking 2020 and 2021 just blended together. Can't even get my months right. Valentine's Day. Ugh. Valentine's Day. We have the 10 
most dateable Jedi in Star Wars ranked. Now, this is from ScreenRant.com, so this is ranked. Um, okay, it, Andy, Can I who guess? do you think? Can we guess? Yes, I want you to guess who you think is coming in at number 10. It's counting down. It's counting um, down. Number 10, yeah. most dateable. Number 10. Babu Frigg. Oh, 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 dateable. Uh, Babu Frigg is not a Jedi. Babu Frigg is a He's a pet, first of all. Oh, that's what most he would be Jedi. a gift. Woo-hoo! He'd be a gift. He would not be. Hey, no, hey! that's not true. <laughs> oh, okay. Most dateable Jedi. Num- number 10 would be Keanu Mundi. Incorrect. The things he you- could do with that cone head. Oh, baby. <laughs> Dive on in, Keanu. Oh, ew. Um, <laughs> Just wear a hat. <laughs> Gross. Uh, number 10 is Anakin Skywalker. A surprise. He's only number 10? He's number 10. Guy's handsome as... What is that? Where would that put me? Hayden Christensen is way more handsome than me, so you're saying I wouldn't even be in the top 10 dateable Jedi. Fuck you, Screen Rant. So what it says here is, though he may be the most obvious example... Is that because he turns to the dark side? Well, no, That's because he turns to the dark say. side, isn't it? There's a little blurb. He is so very far from a catch. His romantic skills aren't that impressive, and his flirting tends to be more cringe-inducing than anything else. That, plus his (laughs) descent into darkness in the name of protecting his beloved, don't exactly add up to dating material. You know what? Kind of got to hand it to him there. He's a bit, a bit protective. He'd be a stage stage four clinger. He'd be a stage four clinger. He'd be hard to shake. Like the fact that he sent an entire galaxy into turmoil and fear because, well, I guess he's trying to save the person he loves from dying. I guess that's that's kind of a hard uh, hard pill to swallow, and and I guess you might might look the other way on a couple uh, couple younglings being killed, maybe. No, don't think so. Yeah, so <sighs> Anakin, you're number ten. You're number 10. Number nine, who do you think? Uh, number nine, um, most dateable Jedi. Yoda? Mace Windu. Is number nine? So, he's number nine. Now, this is the quote. Mace Windu. Mace Windu is arguably one of the more serious, strict-minded Jedi in the Star Wars films to date. Though he may not seem like a perfect romantic partner due to the seriousness of his demeanor, it's hard to deny that there's a certain charm to his personality, all brought on thanks to Samuel L. Jackson's charismatic performance. Yeah, I don't see him being that tender of a lover. I don't know. There's more tender. He'd be pretty assertive. I feel like he'd be pretty assertive. Yeah, but like he'd want to just do missionary with pure eye contact the entire time. And, you know, <laughs> with, like, a scowl. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Look. <laughs> say- what, does he, what does he say in uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier? One thing about me is you have to learn to keep both eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Sammy, take me now. Take me now, Mace. Bad motherfucker. Take me now. That purple lightsaber. Okay. <laughs> Number eight, who do you think? I said Yoda for nine, so Yoda? Yes! Yoda! This Ooh. one might be a bit of a stretch, okay, but hey. I don't see Yoda. I, I don't see Yoda as dateable. Okay, species, calm down. The, all, all species matter <laughs> in this list. You can't just 
deny. Well, okay. uh, this is what it says as far as his explanation. I feel like Yoda, given his species, I feel like like Haley Joel Osment would be into Yoda. <laughs> they like played. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to need more on that. Why does Haley Joel Osmond get... What What about Yoda's yuck makes him go yum to Haley Joel Osmond? <laughs> I don't think Haley Joel Osmond... Actually, I don't think Yoda would be into Haley Joel Osmond. I feel like Haley Joel Osmond would be attracted to Yoda and like a clinger to Yoda. You remember Haley Joel Osmond in the Entourage movie? And he yes. was all into like... What was her name? Emily Ratajkowski? Yes, 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 yes. And she just wanted nothing to do with him? Yeah, I feel like that would be... Well, I feel like she'd be like that with any male. But so like, he's, he strikes out with Ratajowski. He moves on to Yoda. And do you think Yoda has a similar, like... <laughs> a friend I like you as. <laughs> nothing more, you shall be. I feel... Because <laughs> I feel like Yoda... I feel like Yoda is just so serious. Like, that's not his game. He's not in it for love. You think Yoda's just gonna get her in, get her out, get her home, get her washed? It's <laughs> it's the way Haley Joel Osment played that character in Entourage. I just feel like he would just be like a really dirty Yoda creeper. Maybe not Haley Joel Osment, but Haley Joel Osment. Sorry, I bumped the microphone. Haley Joel Osment playing. No, no, that we need to ro- whatever his name was in the Entourage movie. <laughs> playing Haley Joel Osment <laughs> as Haley Joel Osment. Thanks for the drink. Drink thanks for the... No, that would be... <laughs> uh, my friends are over, the, over there. They are. See ya. Then all you need is Vinny Chase to swoop in and just like befriend Yoda and then, then, then drive off together in uh, Johnny Drama's car. <laughs> I missed that episode. That must have been in the bonus features of, uh, of Entourage. <laughs> yeah. Entourage anyway, with Yoda in there. We di- I, I digress. Uh, I we really wanted to keep this episode shorter, shorter, folks. We want to keep this more concise tonight, but I feel like this no. might go on a little bit. I want to explore more of the sexual tension between Haley Joel Osment, <laughs> star of Sixth Sense, and Yoda, Grandmaster of the Jedi. <laughs> okay, okay. Before before we get too hot and bothered, you know, I see Valentine's Force Day. Ghosts. <laughs> I see dead Jedi. <laughs> We all can. They're force ghosts. <laughs> it's not new, bud. Stupid you are. Mm-hmm. Ah, new you are. Fix stupid cannot be. Remember my first dead <laughs> person to saw. I do. Wait, fuck. <laughs> okay, number seven. Who's number okay. seven on this hurry stupid up, list? Up. Number seven. Number Who seven we is K- Kit Fisto. Kit Fisto. Nope. nope With those nope. slimy telekin. Yeah. Oh, you, you know he's going to be deeper up the list with... Uh, with with those with that head full of just Kit phallic Fisto? tentacles. What's the rating on this podcast, Pat? Sixty-nine. <laughs> what? <laughs> so yeah, with those tentacles that Kifisto has, he 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 can plug a few holes. <laughs> plug my ears, please. Uh I did not that was Pat. Pat said that. Luke Skywalker is number seven. On our list, Luke Skywalker okay. may be the original okay. model of Jedi, 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 Jedi hero archetype in the first trilogy of Star Wars films. But in the world of the movies, he's hardly a romantic catch. 
Awkward and whiny is it in his initial appearances, Luke quickly transforms from nerdy farm boy teen to withdrawn and inscrutable Jedi. It's not clear <laughs> that he's someone who would ever be interested in romance, given the film's development, but there may be some but maybe there's someone out there capable of breaking through his mysterious exterior. I fucking love this article. This is amazing. <laughs> oh, okay. It's going to be in our bio, folks. Move on, so move please. on, move on. Okay, okay. 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 You're doing a good job. Mara Jade would have something to say on that, but that's Legends. That's not canon. Number six, who do you got? Most dateable Jedi. Uh, Leia, Skywalker, Organa. Nice guess, but no, it's Rey. Rey. She begins as tough what? as nails and kind of guarded in the deserts of Jakku as a scavenger, but over time... She connects with others and reveals more of her inner self. She softens and becomes a more accessible character. What do you mean by that, ScreenRant.com? All while maintaining her defining say strength. Say I'd have her higher. She's a kind soul. She's like, like, dateable. Yeah. We're like, I feel like it's that episode, going back to The Office, I feel like it's that episode where they're discussing on whether or not they think Hillary Swank is hot. Or uh-huh. not. And they say like, it's, is she hot? Not would you do her? Yeah. <laughs> a painting can be beautiful, but I do not want to bang a painting. <laughs> That's my best Kevin <laughs> Malone. But uh, but yeah, like she's a kind soul. I think she would have been higher. Okay. Number five. Who do we got? Yeah. I thought she'd be higher. Number five. Uh, well, yeah, I said Leia before. So. Nope. Leia? Nope. Kylo Ren. Not sure, but uh, let's see what they have Kylo to say. Before Rey, eh? Kylo Ren may have been a villain or an antagonist at the least for much of the sequel trilogy, but Ben Solo was the one with a heart of gold. The audience got to see that he was capable of being a good person too, eliminating Snoke and saving Rey after defeating Emperor. Defeating Emperor. They didn't put Emperor Palpatine. This is defeating Emperor. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to start referring to him as just Emperor. Sounds reasonable. Hey, Emp. Sounds reasonable. uh, Due to his journey to the dark side, Ben is a character more defined by emotional complexity and openness than most Jedi, which could make him a catch to some. However, if some people disagree, they are justified in doing so, too. So that's why they put him at number five. It could be like like literally 50-50. Like it could go one way, it could go the other, depending on whether or not you're for that kind of nasty boy side of things. <sighs> who do we got number four <sighs> who have we used already I mean we if this was just who's the most dateable in the galaxy we all know Harrison Ford would be number one um and I say that with confidence uh other Jedi who are other Jedi yeah these are Jedi these are Jedi so unfortunately Harrison would not make that mix Qui-Gon Jinn Ahsoka Tano good guess about Qui-Gon See, Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano, Tano. Ahsoka Tano is ahead of Rey. I don't buy that. Well, she she's not even a she's, Jedi now. I mean, I, this no, but she's like two independent women. You know what I mean? Like, which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. I'm not certainly there. Like, it's, it's very good. But she's like so independent, and she's so like mind of her own, and just like beat of her own drum. Which she's I totally got her respect. own stuff going on. But Absolutely. Would, which I guess, which I guess would be. I guess it would be dateable. It's an attractive quality, certainly, but 
It is. Yeah, yeah. dateable. Sorry, and the more I talk about it through my head, because my because my wife is very independent. Mine is like <laughs> I feel like I'm not even needed most of the time. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah and, well, that's an attractive quality. Did you say <laughs> that independence, that strength of character, that the you know fact what? that they don't need I, to rely okay, on. I, I take it back. Yeah, it's a it good back. fit. The more we it. think about it and talk about it, I and, take like, it. Yes, she's she doesn't need to. She would be in the dating scene because she wants to be, and would like if she's dating you. It's because like you fit into her life scheme and i don't mean scheme and like like schemer <laughs> i mean like like the her whole grand scheme of things it's she would be engaging in you because you would be worthy so i think that would feel quite empowering i yeah ahsoka okay yeah okay i number like four. it number four number three who do you got there andy uh i was gonna say qui-gon uh, ezra ezra bridger oh you Go with your gut, Andy. Always go with your gut. Qui-Gon Jinn, number three. Oh. Though he may not have been the best judge of character in selecting a young Anakin to follow the Jedi path, <laughs> whoops-a-daisy, Qui-Gon Jinn is still a character who would make an incredible romantic partner, particularly shown through his interactions with Shmi Skywalker. Okay. Qui-Gon mm, is a dedicated yeah, listener and it. a genuinely kind-hearted man. Loyal to the Jedi code, almost to a fault. Ooh, I disagree with that. Qui-Gon would turn uh would in turn be just as loyal to any potential partner he might have. Should the Jedi Code ever allow him to have one. Thanks, Jedi Code. No, I I don't think he was loyal I, I, to the I, Jedi Code, but no, loyal to I would his say. Like, well, Padawan? Friends? Well, he was loyal. He was loyal to the order. Yes. He yes. was not necessarily. He he bucked the system quite a bit, right? Yes. So In the readings he that I've back. had, he didn't. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. He. Uh, you know. You get into so that. And- I would say he was loyal to the order, but not to the system. In the uh, the book Master and Apprentice, uh, they go into that quite a bit, where he's just like like Obi Wan is the one married to the code. He's the one, like, even as a Padawan, he's oh, like... Oh, totally. Yeah, like, no You master. see that in uh, episode is, one. Yeah. It's like, yeah. but Master Yoda said I should be mindful of the future. And I also wonder what would have happened with Anakin. As much as I love Obi-Wan, which I've talked about, I wonder had uh, uh, Liam Neeson, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, trained Anakin, had he lived, Yeah. what would have the, the, the turnout been? Man, that would have uh, been yeah, a okay. trip. I, if I think back to episode one, the interactions with Shmi Skywalker kind of he'd be a good he'd be a good uh good good husband he'd be a good yeah I'd say I can say though so anyways number three is Qui Gon uh, number two yeah. who do you got getting down there <sighs> I love Obi Wan I want to say Obi Wan but I feel like Obi Wan just because I love him I want to put him as number one but I feel like he's probably number two I feel like there's probably someone more dateable out there final answer I want him to be one but I think he's a two. He'd be a good dad. If, if this was the best dad in the galaxy, then he never had his own kid, but he essentially protected and raised Luke and sacrificed himself for Luke and did the best he could with Anakin. Yep. So you're talking about best dad in the galaxy? Very caring. I'd say Very Obi-Wan, caring. but I'll, let's, let's go with Obi-Wan. Final answer number two. Leia Organa. But she's not a Jedi. In this picture, she it's gives of up her, her deep faked. She's deep faked holding a lightsaber in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> that's the picture that they show deep fake i'm glad yeah. you're saying deep fake no, i thought faked. something else was gonna follow deep and oh, no, i think it was like some, 
Say something else after you said deep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to besmirch hey, my princess's as, uh, good name. It's not as bad as uh, Bruce Valant saying him and Carrie uh, Fisher uh, snored the sweet and low. That is true. Hey, that's he was there. He can at least make those claims. <laughs> I've yeah, I've true. never met Miss. Uh, I, I was never fortunate enough to meet Miss uh, Miss Fisher, indeed. But uh, she's listed as number okay, two. So who's number one then? Number who's one. Number one then. Obi Wan. Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi is number one. Uh, the I'm reason very is, happy. I'm very happy inside. I, I, I'm ecstatic, sm- actually. Y- you guys can't see it on this side of it, uh, but uh, Andy is smiling quite happy right now. He's just like, yeah. <sighs> "Good night. I can go to sleep now. Nice and comfy." Yes. Uh, uh, so that's our most dateable Jedi. Uh, Congratulations, Obi Wan Kenobi. Congratulations to you, Andy, for guessing a lot of them uh, wrong, but you got one or two right there. So good on you. Where is my boyfriend? I like that Jedi. I like that Wookiee. I just assume kiss a Wookiee. I can arrange that. Okay, so moving right along. <laughs> that was a longer news segment than I thought it'd be. <laughs> Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. So, folks, we got a little bit of news on Obi-Wan. Whatever you want to read into this is up to you. Um, I love Obi-Wan Kenobi. Everybody knows it. Get over it. I'm going to keep talking about it. <laughs> uh, but I'm bringing up don't laugh at me, Patrick. No, that was the fans. Pat is laughing I was just, at me. I was voicing like I'm the the canned laughter in our live Are studio you audience. Laughter? Are that you was our live, applause? That was our live like studio audience laughter? that we perform in front of every week. Yeah, woo! Yeah. Woo! Take your shirt off. Okay. So it's an article that we found on the internet. Um, Ray Park had uh, posted a picture. Um, was it on his Instagram? I think it was, it was on, on Instagram. Instagram it was on the gram. Yeah. Uh, yep. And it was a mold of um, a head that was a like a Caucasian head, not painted yet, but it had the horns sticking out of it. So one can assume that they would be doing the work to create the Darth, Darth Maul uh, look that Ray Park would reprise. Ray Park obviously reprised the role of Darth Maul um, in Solo, a Star Wars story, which was very nice to see at the end. Uh-huh. Uh, but there is there is a quote here on this movieweb.com uh, website that we found this article. So what it says is, while Darth Maul is dead in most of the Star Wars timelines, um, he could possibly be alive during the Obi-Wan, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi series timeline. Ray Park posted an image from the makeup chair of his Darth Maul head prosthesis, 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 prosthesis with, a cap, with a caption that reads, Meet me on Dothomir, Sith life, end quote. He also tagged the location as Tatooine, which has a lot of Star Wars fans wondering if the villain is returning to hunt down Obi-Wan. With that being said, Park also used a solo hashtag, which is likely when this particular image was taken. So it is being under the guise that this was from the solo uh, set or when he was reprising his role for solo. But there is a lot of theory out there that he will appear in the Obi-Wan series. I think it makes a lot of sense that we could see a double villain in the Obi-Wan series, which would be perhaps a Maul and Vader storyline in there. So a couple like resolving a couple things within there. Um, And it also goes on to say that Ray Park has not been shy about his desire to return as Darth Maul. um, And he's been saying that over the years. So very exciting. Definitely. Um, 
so Maul, Minch. Okay, for Minch, like for people who are maybe new to the podcast, Minch. Or Minch uh, so Minch was Yoda's actual first name in the first draft of the character of Yoda. And so Minch has been coined as our safe word. So if we say Minch uh, regarding Star Wars Rebels, sorry, regarding anything, but we'll say Minch and then we'll say like what we're referencing and that'll give you a chance to plug your ears or fast forward 30 or 40 seconds just so you don't get any spoilers. So just in case people who haven't, who don't know what the fork we're saying when we say Minch, Minch, just think we're having a stroke or something, but it's actually our cue to let you, the listener, know that there is a potential spoiler coming up. So Minch for the uh, the show Rebels, in the 12th episode of the TV show Rebels, that's when Darth Maul dies at the hands of Obi-Wan Kenobi in the desert. Obi-Wan's gray hair. He's got gray hair. Again, 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 again. But they have a nice moment. It's beautiful. It's like, yeah, the Sith will be avenged. Uh, or sorry, not the Sith, but like, I'll be avenged. Uh, someone's going to take down Palpatine. Sure. Great. Whatever. It's it's a nice little moment. It's a quick fight. It wasn't quite amazing. But in the timeline of the Obi- of the Kenobi series, yeah, I think like uh, it might be more of along the lines of like, like you say, a mob boss reporting to Maul saying like, this word of a Jedi on Tatooine. And then Maul would lean forward in the hologram and just be like, what Jedi? And and I wouldn't be surprised as well if it's the voice of Sam Whitmer, Whitmer, uh, Whitmer, Whitmer, who does the voice of Maul in the show Rebels and the show Clone Wars. Um, uh, but Ray Park being the physical acting. Didn't he do the voice in episode one as well? He did. He did. No, he did Ray not. Park? He did the voice in Solo. Ray Park did not do any of the voice of okay. uh, uh, of Maul. It was another guy. Shoot. I can't remember his name, but uh, fun fact, his. Um, so that initial guy who did the episode one recording initially did the recording for Solo for the end scene that he had there. However, they used Sam Whitwer. Whitmer, Whitmer, shit, I can't remember. The, they use Sam's voice for uh, for Solo instead of the original guy because it fit more with canon and it fit more with like what's coming, like what's new and current and here. So they used his voice in Solo as opposed to the other guy there. So that will be very exciting. Hopefully we see Ray Park in full Darth Maul gear again in action on the sands of Tatooine. Woo. Anyways, real quick, we won't get into too, too much on it because everyone's covered it. Gina Carano fired, no longer employed by Disney slash Lucasfilm. Uh, Anyone who's a Star Wars fan knows this by now, now being Monday that this episode is released. Um, uh, Yeah, it's due, obviously, to some remarks that she made on Twitter. Um, You know, agree with her, disagree with her, what have you. Unfortunately, when you're employed by a big giant corporation where it's all about optics, you you're you unfortunately got to play ball with them. You got to uh, subscribe to the safe path, which is unfortunate in one hand because you as a person may have or feel very strongly about certain views, whether they be political or religious or what have you, and you don't really have a platform until you get famous, but you can't get famous and powerful without playing the game of being the strong silent type through this 
precarious little navigational path of stardom that these people live through. So, um, you know, Gina, it's uh, it's it is what it is. Um, unfortunate that uh, um, things had to shake down this way. Certainly, I would have loved to see the character of Caradoon carry on, but uh, like I say, you make you step in shit, you gotta you know wipe it off. You gotta own up to it, and <laughs> just like well made some pretty... actions have consequences right so actions have consequences certainly yeah and it's not i mean it's interesting uh, though like it's interesting like because the character cara dune like obviously i think we would saw her more in mandalorian season three but then there was a lot of rumors of rangers of the new republic the new show and her being one of the main characters in that rangers of the new republic so be interesting how they uh how they call an audible at disney and lucasfilm and yeah. figure this out and adjust yeah for sure i mean like there was news recently not news sorry it's rumors that amber heard the ex of johnny depp in this middle of this like big crazy lawsuit that they're going through right now uh that she'd been in talks for a star wars role so some of the instagrammers were joking making memes saying how she's gonna be like recast as cara dune um some other people were speculating that lucy lawless um for those of us born in the <laughs> 80s, 70s, who are who know who Xena <laughs> no, the Warrior you. Princess is, um, she he is apparently a fan favorite to replace Cara Dune, which maybe is like an older Cara Dune, like, uh, you know, maybe more towards the time of the sequels, maybe. And I'm not being ageist, I'm yeah, just saying but- like, Lucy Law, there is an age gap certainly between Lucy Lawless and uh, but Rangers of the New Tina. Republic is supposed to take place in the new in the same timeline as Mandalorian, I believe. Is it not? Well, it's called the New Republic. I, I thought I had well, heard that. Uh, yeah, everything's speculative at this point. I can't remember, or I don't believe there's been anything concrete about it as far as when or where exactly it is. Just that, like, fair. It's, it is what it is right now, kind of thing. So it's uh, uh, it's it's a title to tease you nerds with. So it's uh, it is what it is. We'll see what comes of it. But uh, yeah, uh, but there's going to be a long time. There's no reports that that's even begun, like, you know, any of the pre-production stuff or filming or anything, really. So who knows? There may be some stuff coming out to with like backtracking and, oh, you misinterpreted what I said. I mean, what she said, though, about like her Holocaust comments, comparing uh people of the jewish faith during the holocaust comparing them to republicans against wearing masks like it's that's i I don't want to get into it too too much personally it's in my mind kind of a silly comparison but again that's just my own personal opinion take your own and uh and, and play with it but uh it's it's not and a lot also I'll backtrack a little bit on this. A lot of the scuttlebutt was that uh, you know Disney's just against Republicans and they want like a more liberal view with maybe not knowing that Disney had also fired an author, a very prominent author for them named Chuck Wendig, who um, had made several comments, several tweets on the opposite side of the fence. So he was like a Trump basher kind of thing. He went a little bit too aggressive as far as uh unloading on the old twitterverse what some of his tweets are such as um uh i don't even want to say them really i'm reading some of them right now 
uh, and they're pretty pretty dark, I'd say. But from a, a democratic point of view, against Trump, against Republicans, against uh, that side of thinking. So it's it's not in my mind, anyways, that Disney is against Republicans. They're just against radicalism. Maybe that's too strong a word, but um, you know, just like. Don't lean so far onto one side that you can't even like acknowledge or objectively appreciate where the other side is coming from, maybe. Or just don't have Twitter. Don't voice your personal opinions. Keep a diary. You don't need to air your laundry out to the world. But again, that's why history likely won't remember my name, as a kid said in the movie Troy. But uh, yeah, tirade over for me. <laughs> Gina Carano, you do you, buddy. And like, dis. Yeah, <laughs> I got nothing else on that. Yeah, it is what it is. Gina. Okay, so we've reviewed the original trilogy. We've reviewed the prequel trilogy. We reviewed this sequel trilogy. And you got now, that all correct. You said it all correctly. I did. You I didn't did. confuse sequel with prequel, prequel with sequel. I got them in the right order. Okay, continue. As rehearsed 50,000 times. But um, yeah, we have, uh, we, we've had the discussion about the movies. Of course, naturally, we could talk about the, um, you know, the TV shows, the Clone Wars, the Mandalorian, the other movies that have come out. And we the, will. And we will. And we will. We will. But uh, yeah, we're, and we've been fortunate, very fortunate enough as well to be blessed with a couple of really amazing guests so far, which we are going to continue to provide for you. We are hunting constantly for uh, uh, insiders within the industry themselves to bring you, the fans of us, uh, just like a couple more little fun behind the scenes facts, because that's what I love about Star Wars. Not, uh, you know, I, I could watch the movies, I could watch the shows. But like the behind the scenes and the making stuff, the stuff that's like not written down and Wikipedia or found the, uh, you know, extra features. That's the kind of stuff that I really like and enjoy. So, uh, so that's what we're going to try and bring for you all as well. But um, we wouldn't hate it if we got like you and McGregor on. Yeah, I mean, it. let's make it happen. Everyone, tweet at him. Uh, tweet at Ewan McGregor. Tweet at Hayden Christensen. Say, hey, there's a couple of Canadians. You know, Canada. Ever heard of it? You Canadian? Go help. Go help your buddies out. Go help your fellow syrup suckers and try and get us onto the top. But uh, yeah, we. I think we should come up with some next steps. What do you think, Andy? Like, what are we doing with this podcast, man? What are we doing here? <sighs> I mean, I think we've been doing it for shits and giggles. But I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We we've been doing it because we <laughs> love talking about Star Wars. And I mean, it's been really nice. It's I I I've had this thought many a times before. It's been easy because. The first few episodes, we've had a couple of interviews, which kind of just fell in our lap. I mean, I wouldn't say fell in our lap. Pat has done a tremendously, a lot of effort into securing these. Um, but what we're recognizing is that, you know, we've gotten a couple of interviews very quickly out of the gate. It's going to not necessarily always come that quickly. I'm not going to say easy because I'm not saying it was easy to get them, but it's not, they're not going to necessarily come that quickly. Um, and, you know, like having the, the, the trilogies to talk about is obviously like a given. So, like, where do we go from here? What do we talk about? Um, I think we've kind of alluded at some things in early earlier podcasts. I know my cousin Ryan had a great idea about using my work background to talk about some of the characters within Star Wars. Um, as we talked about, I think, in episode four or five, I think it was, um, 
we talked about um, my background being working with addictions and PTSD. So like looking at maybe characters like Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, how they were impacted perhaps and using it like as a teachable thing. So there might be like a little bit of a serious educational component to it that might be coming to you in future episodes. I shouldn't say might. I feel like we're going to do that in future episodes. Um, So that's like a couple of ideas on my end that I'm kind of giving other people credit for because it were like I am giving people credit for it It was their idea. Um, But hopefully I can execute those Um, much like I hope. Jar Jar Binks is executed in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. (laughs) He's an executable character himself. Although there, although there is some very cool images out there of like Darth Jar Jar. Oh yeah. Essentially make him like, like make him look fucking super lizardy and dark and badass. Yeah. But, uh, those are some of my ideas. I also think we could kind of get into some family trees. We could even getting into like, what are, what are our favorite movies and what are some of like alternate storylines? What are some of the ways that we think like things could have gone differently? Not just reviewing or like discussing bantering about the movies. Cause we don't necessarily do like full reviews. Um, we're more like giving our emotional experience with the movies, but maybe we can talk about things like what we would have liked to see, have seen or what could have been different or anyway. Pat? Yeah. Like a, a, a how they should have done it in our own very subjective personal opinions. Um, uh, as well as mixing in, you know, I like the idea of mixing in that more serious side of things about like discussing a lot of the PTSD components, the actual, you know, psychological trauma that these events might have had on these characters. And I say might purely because, you know, trauma's all subjective. It's all the, to do with the individual and their own perceived experience of it um, and how they process it. But I want to mix in that comedy as well. I want to mix in, you know, the Jar Jar fart jokes and the visualizations as to what Jabba the Hutt actually had in mind for Princess Leia, um, as weird and creepy as that is. But like those, uh, I like to mix in the really weird comedy that I've come to enjoy as well as with the deep seek. So you know what we're like? We're kind of like Blink-182 right before they broke up where they're kind of like serious and a lot of stuff, but at the same time, still really funny and really endearing. And making fart jokes and dick jokes and, you know, like Tom said at our, I think one of the concerts you and I went to is, what's long, hard, and tastes like a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. My dad's, <laughs> I think is what he said. Uh, but yeah. It, like that, yeah. It, it's just that weird kind of goofy comedy that uh, we, we just welcome everyone into and whether that's your cup of tea or not that's that's up to you that's up to you but uh you know we've we've definitely had some listeners so far and we're very grateful for each and every one of you please reach out to us you know we're happy to chat at any time um is tom delange is tom delange a star wars fan i think so yeah they had a they they've had a star wars song before i think it was called a new hope actually because i know i know he was like he's super into like aliens and ufos and oh he's got to be star wars fan then he's got to be like looking for his own lobby to get tom i'll reach out to him can we lobby to get tom delange i'll reach out to him on the podcast yeah i'll see what see i'll see what he's doing next friday (laughs) tell him to get back together with mark yeah well we won't go there we just want to actually talk to him because i fucking love tom delange oh me too even if he might be sometimes out there a little bit eccentric that's what i like i like um, i like the eccentric types and Blink-182 is not Blink-182 without them. It must be, it, it's plus 44. That's what they are right now. But um, Or they should be negative 41. 
<laughs> not 41. What's, ha- what's half of one- what's half of 182? But um, I told you I couldn't do math. But uh, yeah, we're recording late at night on a Friday, so we don't do math. Yeah. But Tom Delange, I would love to have Tom Delange on. That'd be yeah, let's try. awesome. Let's try. We'll let you know when he's on. But uh, I, a little I, teaser. What I remember from a Toronto Blink concert that we went to was he's like, hey, Toronto. And then Mark's like, we're all going to get laid. And then Tom jumps in and goes, by the same person. It's disgusting. <laughs> and then I think he went right into, uh, I, well, what was song did he go right into? <laughs> Oh, shoot. It wasn't stay together first for the date? kids. It was uh wasn't first date. Uh keep playing it. We'll get it. <laughs> it might have been stay together for the kids. I it might have been different. Or or maybe what's what's my age again? I can't remember. I wouldn't be surprised if it's such my age again based on that lead up and delivery, but uh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's we got some exciting fun things coming. We got some more discussions and reviews and um uh, and everything but uh yeah we're gonna have some more structure to it i think and have some more some more serious topics and mm-hmm. counterbalance that with some goofier stuff as well so uh, again thank you everyone for tuning in your support means that we can get more people on uh like i'm at the phase now where i'm reaching out to people who have publicists and they're asking what our podcast numbers look like so if you can tell a friend the more friends you tell about us the better guests we can get apparently because size matters in this world <laughs> And uh, it's not always true. It's always true. Just ask my wife. No, I'm. Because his dick is small. <laughs> no. It's average. Oh, average for a small dick. <laughs> I'm 5'11. So we want to thank you again for hanging out with us today. As Pat said, we appreciate all your support and share us with a friend, share us with an enemy. I don't really get, keep your friends close, enemies closer. Um, just share us whoever, whoever you can that can help us uh, continue to bring this uh, podcast to life and give us the motivation to do so. Frankly, even if you don't listen, we're going to keep doing it because we enjoy it. But we would greatly appreciate some more following. Um, so again, thank you for those that support us. Um, and please, if you haven't done so already, punch that subscribe button and give us a rating. Thank you so much again, everybody. You can find us on Instagram at Good Morning Alderon. We're most active on there, I'd say. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can also find us on the Facebook. That's in the same thing at Good Morning Alderon at GM Alderon for Twitter, um, as well as Gmail as well. GM Alderon at gmail.com. If you have any questions or any corrections that you noticed from the previous episode, then uh, please hit that our way on behalf of my co-host and i i also just want to say thank you so much for listening and hey always be a jedi in the streets and a sith in the sheets good night everybody bye bye